Amen. Appreciate these guys leading us in worship today. Hey, aren't we in an amazing season together? Uh, I don't think anyone's ever seen anything quite like what we're in, and uh, we're all in this together. I remember Jim Rohn used to say years ago, what happens happens to all of us, and, and I know it applies to like when it's cold, it's cold for all of us, or when it's hot, it's hot for all of us, or all the things that happen in life. The Bible even says, don't think it's strange, the fiery trial you're going through, but uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything that globally, it, we're all doing this together, and everybody is facing their challenges in this season, but can I just say to you, I've got a few years on me. And we are going to have some great stories to tell of the faithfulness of God as we look back on this. We're going to look back on this uh, down the road. We're going to go remember when, and we're going to find how faithful God really is. And I think one of the advantages of having a few years on you is I, I can look back to the ways that God provided and helped and did all the things that God does in my life in the past, and I know that that same faithfulness will apply to every one of us. So don't lose heart, whatever you do. Don't get fearful, whatever you do. Come on, just draw close to God. So today, uh, I want to take a few moments, and I want to talk about this idea of worship your way through it. Worship your way through it. And uh, what I want to focus on today is this idea that worship is your best friend, no matter what's going on in your life. Whether you're in good times or whether you're in bad times, the worship of God, to, to stop and focus in on the character of God, on the faithfulness of God, on the power of God, on the grace of God, in other words, Focus in and, and, and recognize and vocalize your worship to God is a beautiful, lasting, and it's actually the ultimate lasting reality. God doesn't change even though circumstances change. So when you're in a good season, worship is your best friend because it'll keep you remembering, I'm in a good season because God is good and he is watching over me and every good thing comes from God. But if I'm in a bad time, I still have to remember, God is still good and he will ultimately prove that he is a good God. The character of God is your anchor in tough seasons. And what worship is, is literally we are tying our star, if you will, to the character of God. When everything around you seems to be changing on a daily basis almost, you can know this, God is still good, God is still faithful. So today is actually Palm Sunday. Uh, it's a time where the Christian church stops and uh, remembers Jesus and, and the last week of his life as he's heading into his crucifixion and then ultimately his resurrection, which we're going to all celebrate together next week. We celebrate it all the time, but we're really going to focus in on it on Easter Sunday. But today would be Palm Sunday. And Palm Sunday 
is a celebration of this story that I want to read to you. Luke 19, verse 37. It says, as Jesus was now approaching near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles which they had seen, saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. But some of the Pharisees and the multitude said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Jesus answered and said, I tell you, if these become silent, the stones will cry out. I love this story because it's a recognition. Here comes the king. Not some meek, mild, milk-toast, religious figure And the whole multitude is focused in on this idea. A king is in our midst. And they start to praise God joyfully. They start to lift a loud voice. And it's amazing to me that the Pharisees, in other words, the religious crowd, said, could you get your followers, Jesus, to settle down? Would you tell them to quit being so vocal, to quit being so loud, to quit being so joyful? And Jesus is basically saying to them, hey, listen, if these guys stop declaring the praise of God, stop recognizing the king is in their midst, what's really going on here is far too great for silence, I know a lot of us are missing uh, sports events that are going on, whether you like golf or basketball or baseball or whatever you're kind of dialed into. Maybe you're a bowling uh, aficionado, whatever you like. But all I know is this, when we come back and the NBA is playing their championship game, nobody's going to be silent in that event. When the Super Bowl is being played, Nobody is silent in that event. Even when the the Democrats gather or the Republicans gather to express their message and uh, what they're all about, nobody's being silent in in that event. You know, if you were to, to win the lottery, nobody would just be silent when that's going on. I remember 2005, uh, Hurricane Katrina came sweeping through my hometown. New Orleans, and our city was, was decimated by the flooding that Hurricane Katrina caused, and then the Superdome was made a shelter, and people got in and destroyed that place over just a few days that it was a shelter, and it took forever for them to get it built back up to where it could be used again, but I remember the first game when the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, came back to the Superdome and played their first game back in uh, on a Monday night game, played the Atlanta Falcons and crushed the Atlanta Falcons. Come on, somebody, 23-3. to And I promise you, the atmosphere in that place was electric. The, the noise was deafening because of the, the, the comeback of the New Orleans Saints. Hey, listen, when the King, Jesus, is coming into our midst, 
It's way too much for us just to be silent about it. We want to raise our voice, raise our hands, raise our heart, and make sure we're always remembering there is a king that is coming into our midst. I, as a child, I grew up in a, in a liturgical kind of tradition. My family was, I guess, essentially you call them nominal Catholic family. And I went to Mass a few times as a child, but we weren't really regular with it. But all I remember about worship in that environment was ver- worship was very liturgical. Uh, it was very ordered. There was exact everything that was going to go on to the Word. And you walked in, and I remember, you know, dipping my hand in the holy water and doing the sign of the cross and genuflecting and kneeling down before on the edge of the pew and going in. But it was, and then the whole service was stand, kneel, rise, recite, and just a cycle of that. But it was all very quiet and very somber. And that's, that was kind of the way I was raised. That was the attitude towards worship that, that I understood as a child and even growing up uh, into being 16, 17, 18 years old. Uh, church was quiet. Church was somber. Church was religious, mournful. Uh, the only pictures I ever saw of Jesus was this kind of emaciated-looking guy that was hanging on a cross. And there was no sense of victory. There was no sense of, here's a king in our midst. There was no sense of God's in charge of the earth, that God is, is powerful and God is great, and that we would ever lift a, a joyful sound or lift, a, lift our voice and shout the, the praise of God. And I, I'm saying I'm so grateful for the work that Jesus did on the cross. It paid the price for my sin, paid the price for, for your sin. But thank God he is not on the cross anymore. He has risen. He is the risen king of glory the king of all kings is being worshiped in this story, and I hope in your life as well, that you are focused not just on Jesus as somebody who died on the cross for you, but that you are worshiping Jesus. You are worshiping your way through all this, and you are recognizing a king is coming into your midst. Psalm 24, verse 7 says, Lift up your heads, O gates, And be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? It's the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Selah, which means think about it. And this passage is telling us to recognize what we just saw in this story in Luke 19, that we're to lift up our heads and let the king of glory in. Let the king come into your world. Let the king come into your family. Let the king come into your life. Let the king come into our church. Come on, we are worshiping the king of glory. And we are the church. 
we are the gate that, that opens up and lets the king of glory into the earth. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Genesis 28, verse 17. It's Jacob. He's, he's having a dream, and he's seeing a ladder where the angels are ascending and descending. And he gets this revelation and says, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. The house of God is the gate of heaven. I said it earlier, but I'm going to say it again. The church is essential to what God wants to do in the earth today. God walks into the earth through his church. The church is the house of God. Now, I think one thing we've learned in this last season is this. The church is not a building. I'm, we have a building. I'm glad we have a building. Uh, just like I'm glad I have a house to live in, but I know my, my house doesn't make my family a family. It's, it's a whole, on a whole different level. But the church is not a building. We are the church. We are the house of God. We are the gate of heaven. We are that gate that lets the king of glory into the earth. And with worship, we are opening the gates for the king of glory to come in. I realize as we're all walking through this difficult season that we're all in together, that sometimes it would be hard to, to keep your head up, you know, to keep your heart up, to keep your thinking up. But I just want to encourage you to keep worshiping your way through it. Keep tying your star to the greatness and the goodness and the character of God. You know, church is not just a place where we console people who are hurting. Yes, that does happen in church. There's certainly a place for that, but I want us to recognize that church, we are the church, and we are opening the gates for the king of glory to come into the earth. Not just someone who comforts people, but someone who brings victory, who brings heaven into the earth. I remember years ago, I was uh, preaching in a, a church in Australia, and after the church service was over on a Sunday, we were out in a shopping area with our friends who pastored that church, and um, this, this lady uh, says to, he recognizes, she said, and I don't have uh, um, Australian accents, and asks us, hey, what are you guys doing? What have you been doing today? And I said, well, we, we, just, we just left church. It was amazing. And she goes, oh, beautiful. That must have been peaceful. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, no, it wasn't peaceful. <laughs> it was exhilarating. It, it was dynamic. It was powerful. It was life-changing. It was energizing. It was amazing. We let the king of glory in. We opened the doors, and the king of glory came in. Twice we're told in this passage in, in Psalm 24 that we're supposed to lift up our heads. That's what worshiping the king will do for you. You know, the truth is gravity wants to pull you down. <laughs> Life wants to pull you down. The news wants to pull you down. Sometimes people want to pull us down. But my encouragement to you is you got to lift your head. you got to lift yourself. 
so that you can lift others. You want to lift up the name of the Lord. See, I think sometimes people think, well, you know, how can I worship God with all these crazy things that are going on around me? And I, I want to say we don't, we're not ignoring the down things, but we can start to recognize the far greater up things. The down things are real, but the up things are more real. <laughs> Worship doesn't ignore the difficult things. Worship recognizes there is a God who is greater than the difficult things we're walking through. And then this, this passage says we're to lift up. You got to look up, not down. It would be easy in this season to look down. But I've discovered this. You, you end up going where you're looking. <laughs> you, an upward outlook will take you to the right place. When you worship, worship lifts you out of responding to a situation. Worship lifts you to a place where you start responding to God in the middle of the situation. We're not letting bad news tell us how to think, how to feel, how to live, how to choose. We're before the Lord and saying, God, how do you, the King of glory, how do you want me to respond in this situation? And then it says we should lift up our heads, your head, your mindset, your outlook, your, your thinking, your, the way that you, you frame what's going on. I, I have one friend that made a great statement. He says, maybe we can't change the picture, but we can change the frame. We can change the framework that we're seeing it in. And so, so I just want to encourage you to lift up your head. Come on, you got to still remember the promises in the Bible are still true today, that God will cause all things to work together for your good. It's still true that greater is he that's in you than he who's in the world. It's still true that God will do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. Come on, it's still true that you could be blessed coming in and blessed going out. You have to make a choice to lift up your heads. <laughs> See, let me come back to this idea that I think is super vital. I think sometimes people think it's not authentic. Like, I, I, how can I worship God? I'm not feeling it. I'm not, I, I just feel so um, disingenuous to me to, to be worshiping God. But I just, I want, I want to reframe that for us because I want us to think right about this. Worship is, is recognizing that circumstances come and go. Seasons come and go. Styles come and go. Things change all the time. But God is always good. God is always faithful. God doesn't change. And so rather than tying my emotions or my outlook on life to all the changing things that are going on around me, I want to make sure I keep focused on the God who never changes. Your circumstances will always change, but God is always awesome. So worship 
is always appropriate. I want to say it again. Your circumstances will always change, but God is always awesome, so worship is always appropriate. I just want to wonder right now, no matter where you're at when you're watching this, listening to this, are there any disciples of Jesus that just want to recognize the King is in the midst of my life, my family, my home. He's still on his throne. Come on, anybody grateful for salvation? Anybody grateful for forgiveness? Anybody grateful for the new life that Jesus has given you? Anybody grateful for eternal life? Anybody grateful for the goodness of God? Anybody grateful for the help of heaven. I hope you are, and I hope you won't stay silent. I hope you'll lift your voice and, and let God know how grateful you really are. Psalm 95, I want to bring this to a close, but it says, it says this, verse 1, Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. I love this, and I could read verses after verses after verses that give us this idea to sing unto the Lord and to shout joyfully. There's this recurring theme that you find in the Bible of passion in worship, the expression of worship is to be lots of singing, you know, lots of passion, hearts full, soul full of what God has done for us. Our love is to be expressed exuberantly. We, we are not just passively going through this. There's volume. We are shout. You can't shout in a quiet way. Worship is to be joyful. And here's why. It's not volume for volume's sake. The loud is not good by itself. But I think when you stop and recognize the God I'm worshiping is amazing. He's awesome. He's excellent. He's gracious. He's powerful. He's merciful. He is so wise. There is no even close equal to our God. He is loving. He is strong. He is beautiful. He is redemptive. He is a life-saving God. How can, how can we ever express his greatness in in any other way than wholehearted, passionate, exuberant worship. We worship him with all our mind, with all our soul, with all our strength. You know, in a little bit, we're going to look back on this and we're going to go, oh, I remember when I had to watch church from my sofa in the living room. But in a little bit, we're all going to be able to get back together again. And we're going to be able to celebrate the goodness of God together. And we're going to worship big. 
But I, until that happens, and even once that happens, can I say to you, you can still worship right now. You can worship in your car. You can worship in your house. You can worship when you're even out on a walk. I'm here to remind you there's a God who rules the heavens, who rules the earth, and that God is for you. And he is not just a weak, emaciated, just coming to console you. He is incredible. And I want to encourage you to open up your heart, open up your mind, open up your life to this incredible God. We don't want to just know about him. We want to know him. So if you're a believer, can I just say to you, keep lifting your head up. <laughs> Let the king of glory in. But maybe as you are listening to this today, you've never submitted and surrendered your life to Jesus. I would love to pray with you. Maybe you find yourself in a place where I know I'm not where I want, used to be, where I want to be, where I could be, where I should be. This is a great moment for you to come back to this incredible God who loves you so much. Or maybe you're just in a place where you say, I don't have confidence about my life being in the hands of God. I wanna pray with you and I want us to, to all fresh surrender to Jesus. So right where you are, come on, just bow your head, close your eyes. Let's all pray this together. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, I open my heart. I open my life to your amazing love, to your Lordship. I know I've sinned, but I come to the cross where you paid the price for my forgiveness. Today, is a fresh start. It's a new beginning as I surrender to Jesus. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, let me just say, we want to stay connected with you every way we possibly can. If you prayed that prayer today, first time surrender to Jesus or coming back to him, let us know. You could go to our website on our landing page as a connect uh, card where you could let us know what's going on. Even while you're watching and uh, the, the service right now, you could let us know what's happening. Hey, listen, we want to be connected with you. We want you to have the King of glory at work in your life. God bless you guys. We love you. So great to be able to spend this time together with you. Thanks.